0: Break out. We're live. It's happening. Always. And forever.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah! Uh, tonight we're talking about something that is near and dear to my heart.
0: Uh, your wife?
1: No, she was calling probably <laughs> to return my call uh, asking about what we pay on AT&T.
0: <laughs> well, it was nice for her to call back. Well, before we get into that, Brian. Yeah. I just want to take a minute to, sure. uh, to appreciate you. Really? Yeah. I a- take many of these moments when I'm alone. <laughs> uh,
1: excuse me. <laughs> um,
0: and that's how you make something sweet and sensitive. Gross. <laughs> uh, no, just take a minute to appreciate you and all that you do oh. uh, for this podcast for me as a friend. Um, you know, I thought I hit my final lottery when I uh, married my now wife. But uh, you know, I hit a lottery again when I met you.
1: Yeah, no, uh, you're uh, being too kind. What's going on here? Do you need well, a, let me finish. Brian. Do you need a bigger stake in the Mad Libs Media Corp? I do
0: not. No, okay. I do not need a better, a bigger stake. Fifty-fifty uh, is where I draw the line. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, okay. I mean, uh, an argument argument could be made for like fifty point zero 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 one. Good going to you, of course. Um, but no, you- <laughs> wait, how did I make out on this? <laughs> Uh, no because you know what you uh, with everything politics and government and news you've really you've taken me under your wing and you've um, you know I feel like I've always been decent at having a conversation but uh, I know some some could really say that you've taught me a whole lot Mm,
1: mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I will say this I think your growth is just if anything I've done is afforded you space to explore your own thought, and what I mean by that is, we have conversations, and I let you talk and discuss, and and I want you to feel heard, and then you go and research. Excuse me, research and discover new things and alter or you know, you know, further your beliefs in how they were whatever the case is i think that's all i've ever done is just afford you the space to develop your your thoughts and opinions further
0: and isn't that what a good teacher does
1: yeah when (laughs) when you know state governments aren't fucking it up
0: ah you see that that was a compliment and a segue (laughs) i'll tell you what i'm earning my 50 percent tonight baby you
1: are (laughs) You all you you earn more than fifty percent. If only this podcast had more than a hundred percent to give, I'd give you more.
0: I'd split it. I'd split the extra Here's with you.
1: Some, you're too kind. All right, there it is. We
0: We're talking more. about teachers tonight, kids.
1: We are, and and so there's a lot going on. You know, we we had talked uh, a little bit about teachers in general specific, more specific to the Chicago Teachers Union mm-hmm. and the uh, Omicron uh, shortage that was happening, or I should say the shortage that was happening because of Omicron. Right. And how that was also affecting schools around the country in, you know, Cincinnati, Ohio, and Arizona, and New Mexico, you know. The National Guard was being brought in some places, janitors and secretaries and other administrative staff were teaching classrooms instead of teachers because people were out of covid. And now
0: they're even doing it to the point it's gotten so bad in some places even now, you know, beyond that surge to the point where, like, they are loosening the requirements to be an emergency substitute. Yeah. To get your license for it.
1: Yeah. I think basically you just can't be a felon a good bar to set yes and no it depends on the crime it's true
0: white collar I, blue collar i
1: was gonna say crime with uh, passion <laughs> you know yeah you know, <laughs> assault charges not so good money laundering i've watched mm. the ozarks and maybe uh, you have something you have to, to be pretty us. intelligent
0: yeah yeah gosh there's a really cool documentary actually i think i might have seen it on youtube about money laundering and how it works and like um you know obviously like the red tape that uh, yeah. banks make you walk through and why.
1: Yeah. And, and you know, there's uh, an element similar to Breaking Bad where some things are oversimplified. Right. And some things are actually made to seem much more difficult. Like, I guess the uh, cooking process in Breaking Bad was made to seem a lot more difficult to discourage people from ever trying to do it
0: interesting yeah
1: like purposely i was talking with one of my former uh teacher friends when i was a teacher uh matt he was a chemistry teacher and he's like you know cooking meth isn't that hard <laughs> that's how he used to talk and i i love it you're like you know cooking meth it's not it's, it's not that hard and i was like wait what because it was like season three of breaking bad and i was getting into it i'm like wait what and i was like i i'm very underpaid i I think this is a doable thing. Yeah, no, no, no. They they just have to make it seem harder. And I was like, <laughs> oh, okay, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Uh, I don't think he had cooked meth, but being a chemistry teacher, he was probably able to very similarly to Walter White put it all together, like yeah, the process and like okay, I it's have very to heat it to thing. this. And yeah. So I I think similarly Ozarks does a good job of like not really telling us all about how to do it with still making it relevant and yeah. more like relatable. Like, okay, I kinda understand how he's going about this, but it's not like exactly how to do it. So that way you're not like prompted to be like, hey, right. I need to bury some money somewhere.
0: Yeah. I think I've I think I've heard uh both ways on that. I mean maybe it's not maybe it's not hard to make meth, but maybe it's hard to make good meth.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that was kind of also the other aspect of it with Heisenberg. Yeah. It was, what, 99%, you know, yeah. whatever. Pure. Pure. So, and blue and whatever.
0: But that was because they used a different chemical. Yeah. Yeah. I love that show. Yeah, it was a great show. I have trouble rewatching it, though.
1: <clears throat> well, it's hard for me to rewatch it seeing a high school chemistry teacher have to resort to, to dealing yeah. drugs and starting a drug empire just to make ends meet, well, which yeah. is an indictment of both the education system and our healthcare system. Hmm. I like how I brought maybe that back? that's maybe that's what they were I like going how I with. I brought that back. That was good, dude. Thanks. That was
0: almost as good as my segue. It was. <laughs> it's a crazy thing because, like, I remember being in high school, and like, you know, you're starting, you know, get towards your junior year, you're like, oh shit, like, what do I want to do with my life? And um, when I was getting ready to graduate high school, which isn't that long after you, um, you know, teaching as a profession, like, it wasn't quite as easy to get a job. You know what I mean? There wasn't as many open or vacant spots. Um,
1: It was quite difficult for me to get a job. Yeah. In fact, when I was student teaching, my cooperating teacher, Doug, uh, I had two cooperating teachers. They were incredible, but they were totally different teachers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Laura would literally make me um, script out my entire class like what questions I was going to ask. And then, like, the follow up to that question like, should a student ask or answer this way, what will I ask in return? Or this way, like, if they're wrong, how would I like guide them back to the right answer? Like, so I was very scripted, whereas Doug was like, hey, man. What's your what's your plan today? And I was like, Oh, here's my plan and I got this all He's like, Yeah, no, here's here's this like lesson. Go figure it out on the way to class. And I'm like, What? He like wanted me to develop that improvisational yeah. aspect of teaching. Yeah. And so it was really cool. Two totally different. But when I was And well balanced. Yeah, 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 yeah. Phenomenal. That's I, I credit a lot of like my teaching success uh to, to them. Yeah. Um, but when I went in to be introduced to the classroom uh, I was taking over, one of the classrooms, uh, Doug literally said, this is Brian, he's getting into teaching, he's going to be taking over the economics classes for periods 3, 4, and 5. And then, uh, you know, when he finishes, he probably won't get a job because there's none available. And I was like, what? <laughs> Come again? I was like, I had this like, Okay, here's what I'm gonna say. First day, like a little bit of hype, a little bit of real, you know. Yeah. And then I was, I was just baffled. I'm like, I'm not gonna get a job. I'm fucked. <laughs> I'm spending all this money at, yeah. at a private, just west suburb institution. Yeah. To get a teaching degree that's gonna pay me nothing, and and I'm not gonna be able to get something even.
0: Yeah, because you went to um, Elmhurst. Elmhurst College. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's Elmhurst University now.
0: Yeah, I did know that. We talked about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah pretty crazy. It's so funny, too. Did I ever tell you that I almost went there?
1: We could have been at the same college.
0: We would have been, yeah, because the, the, you're two years older than me?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I actually, I went, well, I went to COD first, College of DuPage, mm-hmm. and some of my credits actually didn't transfer over because I didn't transfer the whole associates, this whole thing. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't very good about asking counselors what to do next, so I just did shit. <laughs> And I was like, "Oh, I'm a biology course short. I'll take the bio course at at Elmhurst." And they're like, "Yeah, but none of like three of these classes don't transfer at all." And I'm like, "What? <laughs> I already signed the papers. I'm here." <laughs> I'm like, uh, yeah. you're gonna be here a little longer."
0: Are they still the Blue Jays? Yeah, they are. Yeah, I have a dope ass hat from there. Yeah, I went awesome. into like to take a tour of the campus, and then you're like I, I met. Well, no, I met with like the um, the counselor. And they're like, "Yeah, this is how much the classic." And I was like, oh, <laughs> hey, yeah. "I'll go somewhere else." Thank right. you. This place is a dump. And but you I was like, it and walked out." <laughs> I was like, yeah, "This place is maybe not for me." But I want that hat though. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it is a cool hat. It's very similar to uh, the Toronto Blue Jays.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mine was an all black hat with the, and even the Blue Jays black on it too. Oh, that's pretty sick. It was dope. I don't have it anymore.
1: But that's where I went to get my teaching degree, and then I became a teacher. And what we're seeing now, like you said, was, oh, there was a surplus. Like, there right. you just there weren't even enough jobs. And for a multitude of reasons that we're going to talk about.
0: Yeah, let me ask you this, if I may. Sure. So, obviously, COVID, it did some strange things for teachers. Yeah. Um, and for students, too. But um, so... You didn't you you saw a lot of teachers in the beginning like they just kind of like okay well I'm like a year shy of grad or of um, retiring like I'll retire early, you know you see that we saw that with some of them yeah um but what what else is really I mean what's causing this shortage
1: yeah so that's a really good point I think the the, one of the major aspects is it's not just the people there are more people retiring earlier Mm -hmm. it's not only that the millennials are like quitting like after five to ten years in. Because mm-hmm. I've had a bunch of friends do that as yeah. well. It's also not just that there aren't as many students going into education programs. It's a combination of all three. Right. And and it really is multiple causation in this instance. Because, you know, it used to be that when teachers were I shouldn't say phased out but like when they were getting ready to retire Mm -hmm. there were buyouts like there was, you you would basically buy someone out you you would boost up their last two years of their salary or three years or whatever and then they would agree to retire because then their pension would be higher so you're giving them a boost and and paying them off and that way you know you're getting two or three teachers for the rate at which you would get that one so you're, you're filling up you know, your, your staff a little bit more uh, cheaply. And so that used to be a, a, a really good program for teachers that were nearing retirement. I think there's a lot of teachers nearing retirement now because they just want out. It's mm. a very, very different school system uh, than what it used to be. I think parental involvement is very different. It is either it is very extreme one way or the other, either parents are non-existent for good or bad. You know, people are required to work more jobs now to just make a make a living, and so therefore they might not be as active in their child's life or education. Uh, for worse, maybe they're just bad parents, right? Uh, or it's extreme where parents are helicopter parents and they are all over you. Why did my student get a B minus on this quiz? What do you mean they didn't turn in this assignment? Why didn't you tell me? You know, and they're like blaming the teacher and saying, hey, it's your job to alert me every single time. It's like, no, it's my job to update you on major things. But if your kid's getting a B and he didn't turn in an assignment, like, I'm sorry, you want him to get straight A's, but they're not doing a work yet or they're not, you know, earning that A in my classroom. And what we're seeing is, like, there's a lot a lot of pressure from the communities against the schools to, you know, make sure students, quote-unquote, aren't left behind. We had the No Child Left Behind Act uh, under the Bush administration, which really started to pro- promote Second this Bush. idea. Huh? Second Bush. Yeah. Uh, that essentially children can't fail. Like you can't fail a student otherwise they are quote unquote being left behind so there has to be like a lot of documentation and reasoning behind like if a kid doesn't show up to school 50% of the time and they don't turn in their homework and they don't score well on tests why should they be moving on to the next grade and that's why we've we've seen the reading level of the average american continue to drop It's a crazy thing. People are getting pushed ahead. So, you know, maybe in second grade, they just didn't get the concepts. And so they're pushed ahead. And then, well, they're not keeping up, right? Because they weren't in second grade. Now they're in third grade. And they still didn't master all the second grade stuff. But they get pushed ahead to fourth grade. So they still might not have mastered second grade material. And they're in fourth grade. And it's speeding up. And it's speeding up. It's like running after a train. You're not going to catch it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you know, you see that a lot with math too. And math was always a, tif- a difficult subject for me. Um but yeah, it, you know what I mean if you're not grasping like you know, common algebra, like right. when you're trying to do calculus, it's like, well, this is this doesn't make any sense.
1: Right. Now now go all the way back and it's like they might not have learned division. How are you going to start introducing variables in complex algebra? Right? Yeah. Like there's no way. Like if you didn't learn the you know parentheses exponents ma- uh, multiplication division addition subtraction how are you going to understand what pemdas means like you don't even know how to multiply and divide properly right well what the hell does it matter what the order of operations are when you don't know, even know how to do the operations so ex-
0: please excuse my dear aunt Sally
1: yeah pemdas baby yeah nice. yeah so have I you think ever that's, seen
0: have think, you seen those videos where they do that where they have somebody try to solve or like it's, I see I've seen it on Facebook before where it's like solve this equation. Yeah. And like people will always get the wrong answer because yeah. they forget that be it's been said to 16, But really, yeah. they're
1: answering like seven. You're like, how but and and I get some are purposefully a little bit more nuanced, but yeah, you know, I think that's why some of the older teachers are leaving. Like instead of sticking around, like I knew teachers that were three four five years past retirement age yeah but they liked it they had their full benefits they had their curriculum they went and did their shit and were they the best teachers still not always. but they kept doing it because it was a job it was it kept them going yeah. like you know some people are scared of retirement like because if you don't have a purpose it's hard to keep living sometimes yeah and so i think now they're getting pushed out of the classroom because technology is getting more advanced yeah the students are i think a little bit more difficult to handle because of the parental situation there's not as much community support and you know honestly the 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 long-term benefits of continuing on just aren't there so you're losing that aspect you know i think in the middle of the pack, you're seeing people leave like millennials who have been teaching. Like I taught for seven years and I, I was riffed. So that's called a, a riff is a reduction in force. It actually happened to me twice because I didn't establish tenure. And so at seven years in, I was like, you know, I was what, 31. And I was like, man, I got, I have a kid in home and I got I can't keep doing this where I'm like barely struggling just to just to hopefully get tenure. And then I can stay at my one district and collect my pension and yeah. blah, blah, blah. And so I just decided I'm out like I'm, I'm going to go get paid better doing something that I might not love quite as much. Right. But my number one passion at that point was no longer like, hey, I need to make the world a better place. One classroom at a time. I just needed to make my daughter's life a better a, a better place for her.
0: Yeah. Did you see that, uh, in some States as well, they're, um, kind of back to the shortage here a little bit. Um, they're actually kind of getting rid of those, um, penalties for teachers that are retired, trying to get them to come back saying that they can still collect full benefits, full, full pension. Oh yeah. Uh, if they're subbing over like a certain hour, amount of hours, I guess they can't do that. Um, But they're like they're getting rid of all those restrictions, so the teachers, these you know, these retired teachers can come back and substitute in for classes, and not miss out on their benefits.
1: And that's and that's something that can be good. Like, don't get me wrong, that's great for the substitute program. Yeah, but it's not so good for the education system. And what I mean by that is you're still losing highly qualified teachers that are ready to go and develop this class. And I think the number one reason. As much as anyone wants to say, like the classroom setup in general is is not fair, right? Our class sizes are getting way too large. I mean, the cl- average class size when I left was like thirty three in the school, and I was like thirty three kids. Like I was yeah. teaching middle school, uh, a K eight building. Like you're gonna have thirty three kindergartners running around with one teacher and maybe an aide. Mm-hmm. That's that's just not good education. It's right. just not. So like just the fact that your your profession is this teaching and I I care so much about it, how am I supposed to keep caring when the rest of the system doesn't? And then you also have the idea that they're just not compensated properly. And what I mean is like when you start looking at the median salary, like the median salary, meaning, you know, you the the true middle is sixty-five thousand dollars a year. So if you're looking at the median teacher, that could be with a master's and, a, and about, you know, eight years in. And so you're telling me after maybe six years of education and seven, eight years of experience, they're only going to be making $65,000. $65,000 is, is a very good income in America. But like, in Illinois, it's it's not that great considering how much you had to take on in debt to get there. Right. And then you're also saying like that's the median. So there's plenty below that, and there are many above that. But that's the median. So like that's kind of the striking point at sixty-five thousand dollars. It just doesn't add up for people to stay when now the tech industry is dying for. People and you're a teacher. Well, we're trying to sell an educational technology, so why not have teachers come sell that to other districts? They have the experience, and we'll pay them a hundred thousand. Yeah, and they won't have the. They will have a work-life balance. They'll have time off that they want. You know, teachers have time off in the summer, but you're usually planning and setting up your curriculum. You can't take time off on a random like October.
0: Right. You can't
1: just be like, oh man, I really want to take my. My child to Disney World in October, right? Let's get away from the, the slush and rain and cold, the the first bitter cold. Like, let's go to Florida. Let's go to Disney World. You can't do that as a right. teacher. You you can only go during summer and spring break if you want to take vacations. For me, I couldn't afford them. My starting salary was $33,000 a year. That was after paying $20,000 a year for college. Jeez. So now you're seeing people who were in this for seven, eight years, they're getting burnt out. They're getting overworked because the shortage, whether it's COVID or otherwise, you used to have planning periods or, you know, your lunch. Right. Well, now they're having to tutor students during their lunch and they don't have a planning period because they're subbing for another teacher. Right. And on a lot of districts, they might not even get paid for that. So it's a very very difficult work environment. Oh, and to go back a second, yeah, that sixty five thousand dollars. Illinois is the eleventh highest paying state. So it's not like we're a low paying state. There are states that are far far lower. Yeah, I mean you're talking about a median a median salary in like the thirty the forty thousands, right? So so it's it's incredibly difficult to attract people into this. So now you're seeing older people the elder uh, groupings of teachers retiring sooner you have the millennials who are getting the millennials and gen x who are just getting burnt out and they're like i'm done i'll go make money elsewhere so i can eventually retire happier and sooner and then you also have a younger generation coming in saying why would i want to do that The the most thankless job right now for for three weeks into the pandemic teachers and nurses and doctors were heroes And oh my God, the amount of bullshit that teachers are dealing with from parents and communities dealing with mask mandates and this, that, and the other thing, we're storming out. We're right. We're protesting all this shit. And it's like, you know, the teachers don't make these decisions. All they're trying to do is provide an education. Right. Yeah. And so it is a very, very difficult.
0: I think that's like the most forgotten part too. You know what I mean? Like. I would almost, and you know how I am with my taxes. Um, you know what I mean? I, I,
1: Paid on time always. What's well, yes, I know. Yeah,
0: duh. <laughs> Comes directly out of the check. My IRS um,
1: is listening. Listen here, IRS.
0: Fuck you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but I would, I would rather pay more money in taxes and have my kids get a better education because um, that was a real serious conversation that Anna and I had. Is like, you know, I want to be sending my our boys um to a school where they're going to get a better education than i got and i'm not saying i got a bad one because i had some really great teachers over the years um and some of whom made a you know a big impact in my life and uh maybe who i am now i don't know i like to give all that credit to my mother (laughs) (laughs) she deserves yeah 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 um but it's yeah it's just it's 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 interesting we talked about like maybe we should just be sending our kids to, to private school um you know where you have smaller class sizes you know it's it is uh, a little bit more focus on your child um, you know compared to a public school um, I just think that it's and I, I've you know I've, I've I feel like I've kind of always thought this way like um, it's it's you know these are the people that we are putting in charge of making sure that our children do well in life yeah and we're all gonna pay them how much you know what I mean I'm not saying that teachers should be making, you know, maybe some of them should be making over a hundred thousand dollars a year. I don't know.
1: Oh, I think I, I strongly believe they should, because if you think about it, um, we should be, what attracts the highest level of talent is money, right? Like people want to live a good life. Well, what pays the best banking finance tech and granted they generate incredible revenue. Well, maybe if we taxed, those corporations a little more appropriately, we could give back more to the school systems. That's a good point, yeah. And then what are we doing now? Te- now people are aspiring to be teachers. Like, yeah, summers off are great, but I'm also treated really well. I teach, you know, 14 students in a classroom, and all I have to do is teach four periods a day. Then I have two periods to grade work, I have my lunch period, and then I have another like. You know, hour after school, where I can do some tutoring time and give give back to the community that's paying me so well. Like, that's how you really change the, yeah. the game. And then all of a sudden, you start to see the leveling up of the education system. Right. But we don't take care of teachers. Period. End of story. If people want to argue that with me, I am happy to go round and round. But I am telling you what, you think like, oh, they have summers off, they should be thankful. Like, oh, they don't work. I'm telling you what, most teachers good or not so great even work incredibly hard. And so they give up so much of their time. They give up so much of their own money. Mm-hmm. They get blood, sweat and tears into their classroom that it's absolutely heartbreaking how we teach them or uh, treat them now. And so now we're starting to see the repercussions of right. That, yeah. Right. This is the teacher shortage similar to so many other things with like the great resignation, Similar to that, the pandemic exacerbated the system. It pushed it to a level where it's like, you know what? I'm done. Yeah. Like it was on the cusp as it were. And then it finished it off. Yeah. And so there are less people coming into the profession. There are less people staying in the profession. There are more people retiring as soon as possible in the profession. And, you know, what are we doing to combat that? What are we doing to make it a more attractive pursuit for profession? Well, in states like Iowa, they're introducing, hey, we're going to put cameras in every single school classroom, every single public school classroom. That's what Iowa Republicans are proposing. In Florida, they're mandating that you have to put all of your lesson plans online and they have to be approved in in parents will be able to select lessons that they feel are too, uh, they may, that make their student too uncomfortable and they can pull them. Meaning we're going to teach about the early 1800s in the slave trade. Well, if you're a white student, you don't want to hear about how your ancestors were bad. I'm, I'm uncomfortable. Then you don't have to learn about it. Well, how the fuck are we going to progress? Yeah. You have to, in Germany, you have to learn about the Holocaust so you don't make the same damn mistake again.
0: I told you that story about the, uh, the, uh, German girl that I talked to at, uh, it was a concert, I think. And I, you know, like that, it just came up. She was a history teacher. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah, you did tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, well there was that occurrence and there was another kid I met that, um, actually had a concert as well. I met a lot of cool people at concerts. Um. And he was studying abroad for history. And he told me the same thing because he had studied in in, uh, in Great Britain. He had studied in Germany, in Italy, uh, and in the U.S. Um, and he said World War II is an interesting subject to hear based on what country you're in. But, um, yeah,
1: yeah. And then there was one last other little example yeah, please, I sorry. wanted to give. Uh, Christine, uh, one of our loyal listeners, uh, sent it to me. Actually tonight I was like, oh man, we're actually talking about talking about teachers. Um, a public school in Indiana is giving parents the option to opt their children out of learning about Black History Month. So you're demeaning the value of the of the teacher's expertise to design curriculum. That's obviously absolute bullshit. Like everyone should be learning about about Black History Month. But similarly in, in Iowa and and Florida, those examples like you're demeaning the ability, you're the the credibility of the teacher by saying we're going to put cameras in the classroom, we're going to restrict you, we're going to force you to give us your lesson plans early. If you can lay out your entire years of lesson plans from day one to the last day of school, you're a bad teacher. And you're like, wait. No, organization is good. No, you're not changing your curriculum well enough to suit the needs of your students. I had a teacher like that. He was a biology teacher. He gave you the curriculum on day one, and he did not stray away from it for a single day. That was the same year 9-11 happened. Hmm. So we, we missed that class. We had to make up for that class with homework and then continue on with the curriculum. We were not allowed to stray away. That's an educational moment, man. That's, that's where, that's where education happens is when you have this moment. There were plenty of times I had this well thought out lesson plan and then all of a sudden one student says one thing and it's brilliant and I need to shower that with attention and really devote my energy to bringing more out of that in the classroom. So I have to abandon my lesson plan for that day. I'll get to that tomorrow. Well, that pushes something else off. Okay. Okay. So you can, you should be planned out, you know, throughout maybe a like a a project or, you know, a a particular uh, chapter or you know segment of the curriculum. But you cannot be planned out the entire year. But that's what some of these districts are demanding. So so parents can analyze the teacher. These parents don't know what the fuck they're talking about with education. It's the same people. That post shit about whatever with the coronavirus, we're not trusting medical experts. Trust teachers. They went to school for this. They've lived their lives for this. It is a passion. And so you're stripping them of their passion. Well, then what does it boil down to? Money. That sure as hell isn't there. So if I can't be passionate about something and do it my way, which I think is what's best for the students, you better fucking pay me well. And they don't. So we have a teacher shortage. And this is going to have ramifications for decades. We are going to continue to fall behind. We were already falling behind. Because all we did in the classroom was teach to the test. The ACT and SAT. That's how we get funding. That's how we become blue ribbon schools. That's how we show growth. But what were we doing We weren't teaching kids to be lifelong learners. We weren't teaching them to be critical thinkers. We weren't teaching them to question authority. No, you listen to me because I'm the teacher. No, I wanted my students to say, why are we doing this? Yeah. Because that's fucking important. Knowing the why behind anything is what gets by. If you're working right now and you're in a leadership position, you have to explain the why. And I guarantee you, If you can explain the why of what you are doing to your people, you will have buy-in and they will be by your side fighting harder for you. It's the same thing in education. If you can explain the why, people will follow. The students will be far better in your classroom. They'll be better behaved. They'll score better. They'll listen better. It's because they need to understand the why. That's who we are as human beings. And that's lost now. It's lost
0: yeah, I mean it's 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 easy to be frustrated with your you know your four year old or your five year old asking you why about everything, but like it's super <laughs> important to why to...
1: macaroni and cheese because I had two dollars left.
0: Yeah, well, I was thinking more like, <laughs> and it's uh, only a hundred calories.
1: Yeah, <laughs> the whole box per box, the whole box.
0: Oh, Brian's really good at counting calories. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably one of my uh, one of my more fond memories. When uh, I thought the entire box of yeah. macaroni, You're like yeah, it's, it's just only two hundred like calories, two hundred eighty like, calories. I was like, no, no, that's 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 per serving, bro. <laughs> there's
1: there's four <laughs> servings in a box. I can't keep eating this all oh, to myself. I love macaroni and cheese,
0: <laughs> um, but no, it's you know what I mean. And that's one big thing I do. Um, you know, Anna's pretty good at that, but like Anna gets frustrated very quickly with the wise. Um, whereas like I, you know what I mean. I will entertain them for as long as I possibly can. Yeah but yeah you know you're absolutely right i mean you, cramming for tests is like the biggest thing that's going on out there you know what i mean and i remember it was the same way for me when i was you know going in high school i was like all right i just got to get past this test but retaining that 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 knowledge and that information is so much more crucial than getting a good grade on a test and and you know it's a very interesting point that you've made as well um where these teachers aren't really planning for days we're like okay well you know, what if I have to explain this further? What if nobody in the class is getting it? And I didn't even really see that style of teaching until probably like my senior year of high school mm-hmm. or maybe like, you know, college mm-hmm. um, where teachers are like, all right, cool. Who's understanding this? All right, there's only four of you out of the 30. Well, shit, I'm going to, let's spend another day. You know? Yeah. And it, it just make, it makes so much sense because you're not, you, you shouldn't be in a classroom to just to... You know, basically, have somebody sign off on the fact that they they told you something, and you passed a test saying that you learned it briefly. Um, you know, there there should be a goal in mind of like, I want my students to understand this, 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 and this by the end of the semester. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and you know, be able to allot for for you know different variants.
1: Well, and and the other aspect of the classroom, since we're you know deep diving into the subject in general, like the brokenness of education. You know, another aspect I hated were tests. And it's not that I should we shouldn't build up towards a test. Right. But my job isn't isn't supposed to be creating a system of high stakes poker and like, hey, one and done, you better get it right this one time. Yeah. That's not life. My job as a teacher was to create you create a system where you could be a critical thinker and, and take risks and, and really enjoy the learning process. So I, I completely abandoned that. And basically my testing system was you could take a test. If you didn't do well, even if you did do well, you could retake the test. Best score would count. You know, you had to do your test corrections. You had to sit and talk with me about the answers. And then I felt like, oh, you're better prepared now. Take it again. Best score wins. Take it a third time. Take it a fourth time. I don't care. Because my job isn't supposed to be a one and done situation. My job is to get you to learn this material because I think this is is crucial enough. The judicial branch is crucial enough for you to have to learn about it. I'm going to make sure you learn and I'll change up the test so it's not just memorizing a b c a b c mm-hmm. you know d d a you know it's not like that and there was essays and you know written portions and you had to rewrite it and you had to do this like you but it challenged people and it also afforded kids the opportunity to say just because I got a b doesn't mean I have to settle for that yeah i saw people get b pluses and still go back get an a and say you know what i really i was so close i can get an a plus if i do it again be my guest. Yeah. Like now I'm 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 not only stretching the kids that are barely passing, I'm getting those kids to stretch that are B students into believing that they're A students. Yeah. And it's all about changing the way we think about education.
0: Yeah. Hey, I mean I never felt more to, so um my fuck what was it my junior year? My junior year of high school, I um I took AP bio- biology. And I was taking a few AP courses at the time. I had like AP History, AP English, and then yeah,
1: AP nice. Bio. Nice, wow.
0: And um, you're a bright kid. No, I'm not. This no, is I said and you this were. is and this is when I realized. I know it.
1: you're not now, but you were back then. Yeah, what the fuck happened to me? <laughs> Drugs.
0: Too many skateboards. Alcohol. Too many skateboarding. Too many skateboarding yet, women.
1: That makes sense. Skateboards. Yeah. Blank 182. <laughs> Especially blank
0: 182. Although I was very. Take off
1: your pants and jacket.
0: Mm-hmm. I took it literally. I was walking everywhere with just like underwear on.
1: <laughs> oh, I thought you. Never mind.
0: Oh, Jesus, Brian. <laughs> um, but I'll never forget, like, for the first time when I felt stupid. Um, well, I felt oh. stupid. Now it wasn't the first time I felt stupid. It was the first time I felt like, cause like I was like, okay, cool. Like I, I like I get science. I like science a yeah. lot. Yeah, it's always been my favorite subject. And um, AP bio stuff. tough. <sighs> it is. It was, but I did really well in the class. Oh, I had an A in the class. I was like, I fucking got this. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. I had the fucking, uh, well, I won't say what ethnicity they were, but I had a person next to me who should have, you know, you, you would expect to be very intelligent. And uh, he was he was a year older than me. And he was copying off all my tests and all my my homework, and I didn't care because, oh. like, he was older than me, and I thought it made me cool. Um, <laughs> and so um, I went to take the AP bio test, and it was the only one that I took the exam for. Oh, okay. Um, And I fucking bombed it, man.
1: Yeah, AP's tough. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's a score out of five, and I got like a a two.
1: Yeah. You need three to even qualify for yeah. some college. Yeah, and grade.
0: I was like, oh, man, I suck. And even my teacher's like, well, what the fuck happened to you? And I was like, obviously, I didn't understand things as well as I thought I did. You know what I mean? And that was when I first really realized, like, I need to make sure that, like, I I'm, when I'm learning something, I'm truly learning it, mm-hmm. you know?
1: Yeah, because a lot of it in as I said earlier, like we teach to the test, yeah, because that's what scores us. And so like you know, there's even classes that are teaching you how to, um, you know, score better on the ACT by, oh well, C is the most likely letter or never choose the never or always options and all that bullshit. Yeah. it's like, why am I, why would I ever, Sit and teach strategy to students for a, for a, a test that can get yes, them it's in a blackjack school. blackjack strategy. Well, yeah, that'll make you money. <laughs> but like, I, I I never understood that point, and and that's something that they they did in, in at the high school level. And you know, I taught it. I taught AP Psych, and you know, you had to make it really rigorous and and tough. Mm-hmm. You know, but like, I wanted them to score well on their test, so like they could you know. Do certain things to to improve their scores, but I I would tell them like listen, the AP you you do only get one shot, and yeah. so we have to be very you know thoughtful and you, and you have in to in pay to process. take the test. Too. Yeah, it was like $35, 40 bucks, was sixty when I was. Um, oh, okay. So yeah. I think I, I, that I was think a it long, was probably fifty. Dude, yeah, that was a 50, long 60, time yeah. ago. I don't remember that. Yeah, it can only go up. You yeah. know, inflation, price gouging, yeah. Uh, yeah, paper costs more. So. <laughs> So I I think that's just an an interesting portion. I think, you know, going back to to the teacher shortage, you know, I still have some incredible friends that are, they're fine. They're okay friends, but they're incredible teachers. And (laughs) sorry, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I, I, it makes me sad what's happening to education because this is the future of America being molded as we speak and I remember my educational path and it was one of the reasons I wanted to be a teacher you know I, I thought long and hard about going in a, a law like you know my father was a police officer so I thought okay well maybe I wanted to go into forensic profiling or you know just being you know a detective or something along those lines or do I want to go and be a lawyer and my whole thought process shifted when I was in high school. And I was like, man, that's so reactive. I can be proactive by being a teacher and hopefully changing students' lives. And I can maybe make them choose a path that they might not gone down where I would be meeting them as the detective later on. Yeah. And, I, and I... It pains me to see Incredible teachers that I have, you know, that are friends of mine, leaving the profession, and that's just going to make it harder for the teachers that that stay around. But if you're not getting that top talent coming in, we're really shooting ourselves in the foot long term. So really, we have to start always shooting ourselves
0: in the foot long <laughs> <We're>,
1: <laughs> We really have to think about reengaging how we approach education in this country. Um. We should be making it free for preschool and starting earlier, which is, you know, the efforts that have been, I think that was part of the infrastructure deal, thanks to Bernie Sanders. Um, it's something he's advocated for for a long time. Um, we need to make long-term education free, like public education, community education, or community college education, culinary, like trades vocational schools we yeah. should be making that free it shouldn't stop just because you turn 18. right if people want like we need to value people becoming trained not just in banking not just in communications but or law or medicine it should be anything it should be engaging with teachers or engaging with people to become teachers or or trades people or whatever you know, there is going to always be a need for the trades. There's always going to be a need for for educators. You know, in in that sense, we should be really focusing on on devoting resources to that. The only way to do it is to make sure that people are paid better and people are taken care of better. We did not. We have not taken care of teachers very well the last twenty years. It has been going downhill. Schools, you know some are dilapidated, some are, you know, $120 million high schools, right? Right. There's very little, like, in between.
0: There's Dundee Crown and then there's, like, Barrington High School. Right. Actually, Uh, I've heard Dundee Crown has done a bunch of improvements. Well, yeah,
1: and so that's great. But, you know, you look at um, Proviso East and Maywood versus, you know, York where I went. Like, York had a $120 million, uh, you know, high school built in 2001. So, you know, that's a lot of money back then. Think of, you know, how much that would have cost now. When we're looking at the investments in schools, it's never the same. And that's another big issue. You know, when Horace Mann really thought of the idea of public education in America, it was supposed to be the great equalizer. Anyone can get an education. Anyone can go to school and learn and then, you know, lift themselves out of, whatever they were in. Yeah. And that is no longer the case. It is a lottery based on where you are born. And so I think there really needs to be a large overhaul and hopefully this teacher shortage is just the beginning of 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 an educational revolution. You know, when we start to get the profit profiteering that's happening in education and prison and healthcare and military. We if we reform it where we we're taking the the profit margin out of it and really looking at the holistic picture what do we want out of it yeah not what can we make from it but what do we want out of it will be better and we won't see another shortage ever again if we if we we start to develop that approach to any of those systems
0: well said well that is well said it's a scary situation to be in you know what I mean, um, you know, especially you know you and I have young childrens um so you know we we wanna obviously see the best for them um and right now it's just it's kind of looking a little bit dismal
1: and listen, all of you listening have an impact on the education system, whether you think it or not. you might be a parent, so you have students make sure you are taking care of their teachers just as well as they take care of your your son or daughter.
0: Brian's not saying to bribe your kids' teachers <laughs> either. No, but... You th- mean just take care of them in yeah. a friendly way. Yeah. Like, don't slip them an extra hundo to get no. the A. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but, you know, for Christmas, give them a, a bottle of wine. Let them enjoy their Christmas break. Um, You know, if you are a teacher, I, I still have a lot of teacher friends that might listen to this. You know, I know Leaves is a big listener and in... Augie is a, a listener, you know, when I, when I look at them and I, I marvel that they're still teaching, they're incredible teachers. So if, if you're still teaching, like, thank God you, bless you, thank you and keep fighting the good fight. Um, not all hope is lost. And then, you know, even if you don't have a child in the school, you know, one thing I, I, I heard a comedian say once about um paying taxes Mm -hmm. and you know people like why do i have to pay property taxes so high if it's mostly going to schools i don't even have kids well a lot of people stay in the communities that they're you know that they go to school in, or at least in that surrounding area yeah wouldn't you rather they not be fucking stupid yeah So, you know, contribute that way, continue to pay taxes, help out with school fundraisers, help those kids, you know, get extra utensils in the classroom or, you know, the new technology piece or whatever the case is, that's going to make their environment, you know, a better, a better situation for them and which will lead to better outcomes. But really, it's all going to the best way I think you can do, you know, make changes, you know, be conscientious of what, you know, legislators are doing. Um you know, they dictate the funding. They dictate what, what kind of policies there are, like whether cameras are going in the classroom or if you can't teach things that make students a little uncomfortable from race or ethnicity purposes. Mm.
0: Calculus is not going to be taught at my kid's school. It makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> Derivatives. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, you know, there's, there's a lot there and, and you can have an impact on it. And so, you know, for those that are teachers and listening, thank you. Continue to fight the good fight. Um, I applaud you. I I unfortunately couldn't stay in, um, but I, I I wish you all the best. And for everyone else, we have to be very attentive because this is shaping our future. When we're ready to retire one day, it's the kids that are going through classes right now that are going to be helping us. And we want to do a better job.
0: So. Yeah. Well done, Brian. Yeah. I knew you were going to take the lead on this one. <laughs> I was like this I I, I I lined up a few questions that I wanted to ask you and yeah, then I was like good. all right I'm going to leave about 45 <laughs> minutes for Brian to talk then.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. I know no, I, it was, I know around. No, honestly, no,
0: no, no. Well, you have 1st firsthand, first-hand experience with yeah. this. That's why I thought it was important for you to share your story because yeah. when I, I mean I, you know, we had talked about this you and I in the past. Um but when I actually started looking into it, I was like, "Oh fuck." Yeah. You know, it's a scary scary thought. We're like, when you have to call in the national guard to start teaching, or you have to like start giving perks to people that are already retired or loosening the restrictions to, to basically get a a certificate to, or a license, I believe it's a license, um, to emergency student or emergency, um, substitute teach like, and then I told Brian my plan. Yeah. I'm going to get my emergency substitution card. I think you should. I'm going to hop in there and. You know.
1: I wasn't joking. I think okay. you'd be awesome
0: I'm, at it. Like you you're fucking your government's failing you kids. I thought we're supposed to be learning about math. No, no, no. Listen. <laughs>
1: no, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're we're going to be talking about Article yeah. 2 in the Constitution yeah. today.
0: All right, talk to me. What do you guys think about the 2nd Amendment, kids? <laughs> Go. <laughs> oh, oh, gosh. Man. Anything else, Brian?
1: No. Just thanks again and, and continue to to be a supporter of your local, you know, community schools and and yeah. uh, Hey, hey for the,
0: for the next episode I expect you to have a compliment for me it's also a perfect segue into the conversation.
1: That's all right. I, I got it. I got it. Assignment. Homework assignment for Brian. Got Gosh, it. All right. All right. Do good. Be great. Love, Love you. you guys. We the ones that
0: he's just letting through the back. We the misfits. How you gonna react? We in ass we ain't going no sleep. Break the rules, can't stay on beat Making moves, running through the streets. A to Z, follow my leads. ain't the stats this is rockin' roll. This is This is bye-bye ta ta audio. This is all I know This is all I know. This that I don't know. We try and go. I don't even know. I'm just trying to roll. Me and my friends trying to hit the road try to catch a wave, gotta see my soul Ooh, Thought I was gone, but I'm back Y1's on the attack, uh, got no time to relax Let's go pronto ASAP Make you watch my moves it a dinner than you uh, They ain't heard a good news Well, this what you gotta do, just break out yeah.